Alive. Oh, good. So, two days off. I'm probably not sounding my sweetest, but I'll be honest with you, what a strange few days it's been for the whole family, hasn't it, really? We're just very ill. Okay. Everything. It just feels like, literally, I think, who had it first? Was it Gabriel who had oh, it I first? I don't know. But it, it, I knew as soon as they went back to school in September, it just starts, doesn't it? August, fine. We were all healthy, no illnesses for those six weeks. And I apologise now, but Grumpy Gareth is going to make <laughs> an appearance on The Breakfast Show this morning because we've received emails and stuff and it's just really, really annoyed me. You handle stress a lot better than me. And it was from the solicitors just requesting another document that we don't legally need because we've searched for it. And it's how they word it. It's how they mm. do it that just literally, it absolutely, it's like prodding a, a bear sending me an email the like that. The problem is moving house is very stressful, isn't it? It is if you've got people, and I will say it again, not pulling their weight. I posted oh, this on my Facebook page. Don't start and, the argument Right, okay. Again. Well, anyway, this is Saturday Breakfast. Good morning and welcome. You've got a grumpy Gareth, so we will be relying on you oh, just no. to sort of make things a little bit more cheerful for us all. Okay, I'll try. Um, it's great to have your company this morning, and we've got plenty coming your way. In fact, so much so, I've made a list of things that I want to talk about. Wow. Or things that um, I want to basically get off my chest. There's absolutely loads of stuff to be talking about. And what better way or what better place to do it than on a national radio station? Across the UK, this is Connect Radio. I think we played this song last week. I was just going to say that. You and must be trying to tell me something. You know why that is? Because this is a new song. So for those who don't know anything about radio and for those who potentially don't care... You've got your A-list tracks, which are the ones that come around a lot more often than the older songs do. So that is new by For King and Country, and the song is called Better Man. Now, I was watching the TV last night, so this is where we're at at the moment, where I haven't been very well. I probably sound worse than I feel, to be quite honest, because mm. it is a bit throaty at the moment. But to be honest, I, I am getting there, and I'm all right at the moment. But I was watching TV last night and I saw an advert for ABBA Live. Right. And I was thinking, wow, this will be incredible. ABBA are going out on tour. Isn't it that video one? I was just about to say this. It's called it's ABBA video. Voyage or Voyage. I've seen that. Whatever you want to call it. Now, hold on a minute. They can't even be bothered. <laughs> they can't even be bothered to go and do the tour themselves. So instead, they've sent holograms. But if people will pay to see a hologram of you, why bother going on tour? Because... You could just sit at home and make loads of money. That's all right from their point of view, but wouldn't you have some sort of pride in it and think, oh, actually, well, we do owe it to the fans. We haven't performed well, in 30 years. I think when you're that far into your career, you probably just think, I'll just make as much money as I can now. 
So I've been thinking. They're old. They don't want to be growing on a stage all around the world. Think of the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger is now 126 years old and he's still performing. But also it depends as an artist how much of your act is performance and how much of it is just the sort of nostalgia of the tunes. ABBA isn't really about the performance, is it? It's about the nostalgia now of like what those songs mean to people. Rolling Stones is about the performance, isn't it? So I don't want anybody to moan at me for pre-recording a show ever again. This is where I'm going with this. Because there has been occasions when I've had to maybe pre-record 10 minutes of a show and people have found out and they've gone, What? You weren't actually sat there. I got caught out, in fact, once. And I'll let you into a little secret here, okay? So this was a few months ago now. And there was a key incident where I took both sets of keys and you were locked in the house. A frequent occurrence at this house, unfortunately. Well, it hasn't been since then, but I took both sets of keys. You called me up and you were like, I can't get out of the house. So then I had to drive over to rescue you. And then whilst I was driving back to the studio, because I'd pre-recorded a little bit, a parent from the school saw me and they were actually listening to me on their car. Oh, dear. So I had to explain, well, what's, what's happened is, and I was going through all that, and I got caught out then. I mean, Abba, there'll be hundreds of thousands of people in an arena watching them, whilst they're probably at home having the Horlicks. But I think it's the fact that people know they're not going to be there. Stop defending <laughs> Abba! I'm not really a fan of Abba, but I don't think people who love Abba are, are too bothered whether Abba are actually present anymore. Because like Mamma Mia, they're not, that's not really much to do with ABBA, is it? It's just the songs. Do you remember when we went to see that Michael Jackson musical thingy? Yeah. And there was people literally dancing in the aisles because it was a case of, I don't care who's performing the Michael Jackson you songs. You were disappointed I just by it, weren't them. you? Because you felt that they did it sort of like, different vocalists didn't they and there were some female singers and they did the songs in like a reimagined way I suppose and you didn't like it I'm I'm very sexist no you just didn't I just felt that what they could have done is to have maybe cast one fantastic male actor who could have done all the songs but instead you'd have a lady singing Thriller but that was a testament to Michael Jackson's voice, wasn't it? Because not one vocalist could do every song. They had to have different ranges and stuff. You just didn't like it, did you? Because it was like reimagined. It wasn't one man dressed as Michael Jackson <laughs> singing every Michael Jackson song exactly how he sang it. It was different people it, doing it. It reminded me of the time when good. I went to see Hairspray. And I went with some girls I used to work with and they managed to force me there anyway. I didn't want to go because I knew exactly what it would be like. But not only did they take me to see Hairspray, it was the sing-along version at the cinema. (laughs) And people had gone dressed up as the characters. And they actually, they were literally, it was more like a theatre show in a cinema. So the film's playing and you've got the words coming up. And there was people singing along to it. Oh, I would love that. They've come that. dressed up. 
They were again dancing in the aisles. I love hairspray. The only thing that was nearly as worse as that was when I got forced to go and see Scissor Sisters and <laughs> there was a guy sat behind me who had a feather boa and he kept trying to floss me with it. <laughs> Bet you enjoyed that, really. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. If you're listening, Mike, morning. Not your average radio station. This is Miles Better Connect Radio. Do you know, since we spoke about points of view, there's been a lot of people getting in touch to say how much they enjoy the programme. I think they're just doing it to wind me up. But we also, isn't it funny now how it seems to come on and fit in perfectly with our Sunday routine? Yeah. Is that when Gabriel normally has his nap after church? Yeah, and then we watch TV. We watched it again on Sunday, didn't we? This is we? why, isn't it? And again, I was, I mean, to be honest with you now, since we've had that conversation, I'm starting to get into it a little bit more. But I do still find it rather off-putting how you get people who have got basically a 4K camera yeah. and they've got proper lighting. It was better when someone just read out the comments. I liked that. I liked the sort of soothing voice of the narrator. And there was a guy on last week who was definitely, he worked in the radio industry because the type of studio he had, and I searched him out, and he was some sort of breakfast show presenter in Cornwall. How do you have time to just search something like because that? Because I'm internally very, very lonely. <laughs> How can you be lonely with so many children running around? Shouting, well, okay daddy, then. Daddy, daddy. Oh, please don't do that voice because it starts making me feel a bit worried that, oh no, they're not in this room as well, are they? <laughs> um, if you would like to get in touch with us, by the way, then you can find the WhatsApp link, which is on our website, and it comes straight through to us here in the studio. And thank you for your messages. A lot of people still saying that I'm being quite harsh on you, so I'm changing it around a little bit on the show this morning. The thing is, though, I don't like that kind of clingy... You know, like you see some couples where the husband is just constantly holding hands oh, with the that's, partner that's all, and just like now. overly Mostly fussy. Broadcast. I can't stand that. Need a foot rub or anything? <laughs> it's just, no. it freaks me out. Massage. Maybe I just want somebody who is mean to me. I don't know. Treat them mean, have them keen. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no. Treat them mean, have. Keep Tre them keen. Treat keep them mean and keep, keep them, them keen. keen. That's what I meant. At home, at work, and everything in between. This is Connect Radio. When we play songs from a certain date, does it make you feel a bit warm inside? In particular, you've got that one that we just played, Boyzone, from 1998, with I Love The Way You Love Me. Oh, right, yeah. Does it make you feel a bit nostalgic inside? Um, no, I don't know that song, I don't think. Although I was a fan of Boyzone, but I was only 10 then, so probably didn't know every song. How can you call yourself a fan I of Boyzone if you've never heard that before? You know which song I like that they did, Father and Son? Do you remember that? Not the original, though. I know, but I was like it? their version and the original. But Who's that, the original by? Uh, what's he called now? The guy who has like a another name now, like Yassif. Keep something. going, keep going. Uh, Cat Stevens. Top marks. What's his other name? Yassif something like that. Yassif something or other. I like, I, I do like both versions. And I remember Picture of You with Mr Bean. It Which was, was for the Bean, it was for, 
A Mr. Bean film. Or, no, Comic Relief it was for, I wasn't it? I think you're getting mixed up with these because when the going gets tough... That was Comic Relief. ...is the one they did for but Comic Relief. But then there was Relief. a picture of you and it had Mr. Bean in, involved Why was it? Mr. Bean in, I don't in know. there? I don't know, but it was. Remember that? And it had them picture frames and his face was in it. They obviously thought, who's a cultural icon at the moment? Who's the person who's everybody's talking about? Mr. Bean. The Ron funniest, Atkinson. The funniest thing now is, as like everything becomes more of a global community, people in other countries are finding out about Mr. Bean. And like the concept of Mr. Bean is really strange to them. Do you remember? And, f- oh no, let me tell you this. <laughs> right, you know in the credits where he falls from the sky? And he goes... Yeah, into that, into that circle. Apparently, the reason that he did that, and I never thought of this, is because he's an alien from outer space and he was dropped down to Earth. And the actual words of that um, hymn, if you translate that into the actual English of what it means, it's like talking about, here he is, the bean. Really? Yeah, like dropped dropped to Earth or something, as if he's an alien. I never knew an alien. Well, I never did. But apparently, yeah. The thing is about Mr. Bean, it's it it's not aged very well, has it? Because oh, I was watching I like it with it. the kids. Don't get me wrong, because again, a real nostalgic program where I watch it and literally I'm transported back to one of my friends, Ben, who had them all on VHS. And what we used to do, this sounds really sad now, but <laughs> after school... I'd go around to his house and we'd watch Mr. Bean on VHS. Right. So every time I hear it or I see it, I think back to them. But I was playing it to the kids because I thought they'd really enjoy it. They didn't understand it. But now they've made... Maybe it's the age. They've made that Mr. Bean animation, haven't they, which the kids like. They've done an animation version of him. Do you remember? I don't think it's the same though, is it? It's not as good for us, but I think maybe that's why. Because it was... It was like a certain type of comedy that worked at a certain time and now I don't think it would. But it was great, wasn't it? That little teddy that he had. Elijah's got the teddy. I remember the episode when he was short on twiglets. It was something like Christmas Day. Oh, So he opened up the window and he got a tree which had twigs on and he dipped them in Marmite and then served them to his guests. Well, that was one of the one of the episodes I didn't like. Was that Christmas one? Because he, do do you not a remember he invited loads of people to come and no one came, oh. and it just always made me feel really upset. Was that not the New Year's Eve episode? He was having some New Year's Eve party. I don't know one of them where no one came. I remember the one he got the turkey stuck on his head. Yeah. Anyway. What's your favourite Mr. Bean scene? There's only 10 episodes, that's another fact about it. There's only actually 10 episodes, do you believe that? It seemed like there was loads when we were little. Do you know, but we've definitely got the title for our podcast this week, which will be Mr. Bean's an Alien. Across the UK, this is Connect Radio. Genuinely, if the house caught fire... I think, you would, I think you would probably rescue, there's, there's certain items well, of furniture. Well, I'd obviously rescue my children first, I'm sorry. I think, though, there's certain items of furniture and clothing what? you would go in to rescue first. No, there's nothing. Rather than me. There's no possession that I would rescue. 
I, I don't have anything that I'm that bothered about. Who's your favourite? The kids or me? The kids. By how much? <laughs> it's a mother's instinct, isn't it, to just rescue the children. Don't, I don't want to talk about fire anyway. That's probably my main fear, is a, fa- a house fire. Do you not know that? I didn't know that's your main fear. It is one of my main fears that there'll be a fire. I think my... And that there's a ghost. I think... That's the next one. Oh, we could talk about that, couldn't we? Because... <laughs> it's all well, in my head. It's we all in my were head, I think. going to move on to something else then, but we can't let that go because the other <laughs> night... So we've got this toy. I think we've spoken about this before. We've got it's in this strange now. Noah's Ark toy. And it's musical, isn't it? So you've got the toy animals so, and you put yeah. them on it. And there's other elements to it that make a noise. One of them is the, is the steering wheel. Uh, what, is that what it's called on a boat? A steering wheel? I don't know. Anyway, if you turn that, it makes a clicking sound, doesn't it? As if you turn it, it like on a, a real boat. And the, the Noah's Ark likes to, every few weeks, in the middle of the night, start clicking its steering wheel round on its own. So the noise starts going. And to me, I'm like, well, why would it just start making that noise if you didn't move the actual thing? But the question I've got is, why out of all the things a ghost could do, would it do that? I don't know. It's got an obsession with the steering wheel. It doesn't touch any of the other parts of the Noah's Ark, just the steering wheel. Very weird, and it, isn't it? And the other night, it must have gone off every half an hour. Then... As I was led there in bed, I felt somebody pull on the back of my top. Did you really, though? I'm telling you what I felt. I thought, Gareth wants to tell me something. He was, like, p- pulling on my back, on my shirt. So I turned over, and Gareth was fast asleep. And or was Gareth fast and asleep? And his arms were nowhere near anything that, anything that he could have pulled on. Could it have been a prank? And I wasn't actually asleep. I don't know, but I've never... I I really did feel freaked out. So I slept facing you then, because I thought... Did that help? (laughs) I'll go close to my husband and it won't attack me. But I felt worried. And that Noah's Ark thing just kept going off. So I've moved it downstairs now. And I haven't heard it. But again, now... I want to say this now that we don't believe in sort of ghosts and ghouls and all that kind of stuff. But my question is that whenever you see any of these silly programs where it's like, you know, most haunted and they hear a bang, Mm. it's always the most ridiculous thing that the ghost is trying to do. If I was a ghost, okay, I would do spectacular things. I Mm. would like, you would basically come downstairs in the morning and there would be a full roast dinner on the table there. And you go like, what's I this? Und- do helpful yeah. things. I don't really understand it because this, a few other things have happened. One was um, Elijah's scale, not scale electric, Hot Wheels track turned on. And there's no way it would just start moving and the wheels turning on it without clicking on the switch. So I didn't understand that. And I do hear footsteps upstairs a lot. And I used to put it down to next door, but now I'm like questioning that. But but yeah, why don't they do other things? And why, when you see ghosts, uh, do they always, one, come out at night? Two, why are they always like Victorian? <laughs> or, and we've, we always say this, don't we? Why is there no like 90s ghosts or like 2000s ghosts? Or hoodie. Yeah. 
Why is there no like 80s ghosts? 70s ghosts even? There isn't. They're only from like Victorian times backwards almost. There is a real market for a ghost programme where it, it's sort of more up to date, yeah. I think. I Representative. I think it could just all be in my mind, but it did freak me out that. So don't come back again. What else will the ghost get up to, eh? <laughs> You'll have to wait till next week. Not your average radio station. This is Miles Better Connect Radio. You do a great impression <laughs> of James Blunt, don't no, you? No, I don't. The voice, whether it's James Blunt singing, whether it's James Blunt walking into a room, it's an incredible impression. Can walking hear into it? a room? Well, yeah. He just walks normally, doesn't he? He goes, hello. I think you're thinking of somebody else. Oh, maybe it's the ghost I saw, actually, the other night, <laughs> of James Blunt, even though he's dead. <laughs> Anyway, this is Connect Radio. Welcome along. And what we like to do on the show, although, to be honest with you, most of the show so far has been me whining, not necessarily yeah. you, but we do have a feature which is called our weekday wines or weekend wines. Which is it? Weekday, week... I don't know. Basically, wines wine. of the week. A wine. a wine of the week. Now, this is one which has come back to bite you a little bit mm. because... It wouldn't have been yours if we'd have asked you 20 years ago. Well, I just remember my mum always getting annoyed by this. And I used to think how silly it was. But now I'm a mum and a wife and it really, really winds me up. And that is when I've made the tea, I've slaved over it for 30 minutes or so, made a tasty meal. I put it down on the table and I shout and I'm not going to shout now. I'm just going to say it. I shout, tea's ready. He's ready. <laughs> Go on, and and nobody appears. It's because you're not saying it loud enough. If you're there, going, and I shout it again. I say it's on ready. the table. It's, it's going cold. I, I, I don't understand why nobody's coming down. I've I've whispered it ten times, and still nobody appears. And one time, this is how annoyed I actually got. I don't know if you remember this. I thought, right, I'm going to eat mine. And I, <laughs> And I sat down at the table and I just started eating my tea on my own because I got that annoyed. I think it was before we had Gabriel, actually. I got that angry that nobody was coming. I thought, I'm going to just eat mine. And Gareth came in and was shocked, weren't you? Like, what are the you doing? The thing I'm always shocked at and slightly annoyed at is that you say tea's ready when it's not ready. Because to me, tea, when you say tea's ready then it should be on the table there, ready for me to put no. my fork in. So this is the reason you don't turn up. And it's because you have to say it five minutes before you're going to plate it up to give time for everyone to appear and get ready and be sat at the table. You don't want to put it on the table and it's going cold, then shout everybody. It's like the boy who cried wolf. So he doesn't come and then it ends up, I don't, I don't plate it up. Because I'm so annoyed nobody's there. So it just never... It takes well, about 10 minutes for people to realise she's serious. It is ready. If you said it's ready and it's actually on the table ready, even the kids know well, this now. you don't know because you don't come. So yours well, goes if, cold. Well, look, here's the deal, OK? We will change our ways if you, you say tea's ready when it's actually on the table you ready because and then we know that it's ready some meals as well like it's a very fine line like risotto is one where it's it's done as it as i shout tea's ready it's done in that moment and if i don't plate it up and eat it there and then it'll go horrible 
a look. Every time I arrive home mm. with those KFC boxes <laughs> and say tea's ready, they come running downstairs and they're ready for it. Next time, it wouldn't be a wine if you just said tea's ready when it's actually ready. <laughs> Give it a few weeks when we've adjusted to it and we know that tea's ready means tea's ready. But and you I can't. bet you, you wouldn't be waiting. You, I would. And it'll be cold. Because even I'm the just... kids now, you would say, tea's ready. Because it takes five minutes to like get Gabriel in the high chair, put his bib on, get everyone a drink, put the cutlery out. Why not do that and then say, no, tea's ready? No, because you have to, it's not, the person who makes the tea doesn't set the table. Please, can people text <laughs> in and agree with me? The person who makes the tea makes the tea. The other person or people make the drinks and set the table. So... Why not say, could you set the I table, do. Gareth? And then, once we know it's on the plates, it's okay, ready. Okay, so everybody, say, ready. I do say, Gareth, could, would you mind setting the table? And he never appears. So then either Betty has to do it or I have to do it. Because we know that when you say tea's ready, we've got at least 15 minutes <laughs> left before it is. The other day, oh, you, you said it, Elijah managed to have a bath Get out again, dry himself, just as tea was being put out on the table. Tea's ready means it's actually ready. Not in five minutes. This is Connect Radio. You see, I was actually willing to just let that song play and finish until Sam was going to agree to actually speak first. But I think you would have just left dead air for about 15 minutes rather than you say what the song was. I'm not a radio professional. You have Join to, the club. You have to sort of guide me in the right direction. So we wanted to do, and when we started this show, we wanted to do sort of a show which is about the nooks and crannies of family Ugh. life and relationships. But what's happened is that it's just been an opportunity for me to moan about things yeah. on a national scale. So True. we are going to start bringing it back a little bit and talking about relationships and family life. So, you, I gave you the opportunity to pick anything you want to talk about, and we'll have a deep and meaningful conversation, because it's all about communication, marriage. So, what have you got for us? Well, that wasn't the way they worked out, but we decided to talk about gender roles. I think what you mean by that is, like, in a marriage, the different sort of roles that you fall into as a male and female. Is that what you mean? Is it the same as bread rolls? No. So do you mean, for example, in our household, I do the bins? Yeah. So that, I think you naturally just do certain chores, don't you? The men normally do the bins, I found out. (laughs) Is there a reason for that? Is it because it's a messy job? I would love to put this out there. Are you a female and you do the bins in your house? Because I've I've never heard of a wife doing the bins before. Out of everything, that is the one thing that I never want to do, the bins. You, enjo- quite, you enjoy it, enjoy don't you? enjoy it. Because I get to leave the house for 30 <laughs> seconds and get some fresh air and have nobody moaning at me. Well, you I literally, I mean, you, we could moan at you. You're only outside the front door. We could just shout to you if you want. So, doing the bins, that's my role. You tend to clean (laughs) the bathroom. uh, Hang on, there must be some other things that you do apart from just do the bins. I tend to do as... The dishwasher. Oh, the dishwasher. Now, I've got a theory about this. 
women can't pack dishwashers. What? I I'm going to say it now. I, I don't think that's going to be a very you popular are the opinion, is worst it? at stacking the dishes in a dishwasher because you don't do anything in size order you don't do any sort of but but routine to it the difference is i take 10 minutes to do the kitchen in the evening you take about an hour but and you don't even clean any of the surfaces you just put the dishwasher on all of the and that takes an hour all of the pots i do when i empty it again they're all intact still they aren't smashed or forks have, have been that chucked around and are in the bottom of the tray. So I'm going to say this now. I don't think women can stack dishwashers. That, people I'm are just going to say it. People are going to go mad about that because I think probably most women are good at stacking a dishwasher. You're not. I am. You're dreadful at it. I, it does the job. Why does it, it have to be a It doesn't do the job though. Why you are so grumpy today? It honestly today. does not do you're the still, job. You're just on your high horse about everything. I promise you that once this house is completed, once we've moved in, my attitude will change. And you can stack the dishwasher however you want. Can I just say that if you died, I'd be okay. If I How died... How very dare if, you. If I died, the bins would be done, the dishwasher would be done when perfectly. When you say, if I die... I hope it's not for a long time, but it it is a hundred percent that I will die. I know, but hopefully by that point we won't be doing dishwashers. We'll just be in a nursing home, and someone else will be doing the dishwasher. I hope they do it right, because even if <laughs> you'll be there with your walking stick, even if checking. I'm ninety five years old, and if I see them stacking the dishwasher after lunchtime in the nursing home, if I see Tracy who's got all the overalls on and she's just chucking him in there i'll not be able to contain myself genuinely i'll not be able to just let that go and i would have to say look it would be a lot more efficient if you did them in height order because you can fit more in you can fit when you do it three plates in there practically do, and I, a bowl you're not talking sense today i'd love you Love the nation to get in touch and to say exactly what the rules are in their house. Is it a dishwasher free-for-all where anybody can do them or is there set roles that, you know, maybe the kids do it. Maybe you've got kids of an older age than we have and they do the dishwasher or maybe you've got kids that take the bins out and maybe it's the husband who does all the cooking? Maybe it's the wife who does all the cleaning or vice versa. We'd love to hear because I wonder where these roles come from. How do you know? Because we've never ever gone, right, okay, so you can do this one, you can do that one. You just sort of find your natural chores in the house, don't you? Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. Doing radio differently. This is Connect Radio. Do you think I should ease off a bit? Have I been a bit over nasty? I think the dishwasher thing was a bit upsetting, really. Upsetting? Because I sometimes do that as a favour for you, don't I? In the evening, if you you're busy or poorly, I'll I'll help you out. Well, I I won't I, take I might, you back because it's true, from but. On. I am always grateful when you do it. 
Okay, and from this point forward on the show, I'm going to be nicer. Okay. Do you want a foot rub? No. Do you want me to run you an ice bath? So after the show, you can go up and I'll take care of the kids for the next six minutes whilst you have (laughs) your bath. How does that sound? It's like that book with the elephant, Five Minutes Peace. And they all get in the bath with her. Which, I love the fact that we've got the whole collection of those. All six of them. Someone gave us them, I think. And it's almost like a book inside a book. Anyway, (laughs) my wines of the week. So this one here, and I don't know why it's still a thing, but it is when you have a minimum spend on a card. And it tends to be in sort of smaller shops. Yeah, I was going to say that. Little corner shops tend to do this, and I don't know why they do it. Well, I think one of the reasons is probably financial, isn't it? I think, well, isn't it something to do with they get charged when you use your card? So you have to spend a certain amount. But like a lot of play areas do that. And I feel it's so you don't go and just buy one thing. They almost want to make money. So you have to buy five items. And I always feel awkward when it's cash only. And a lot of Chinese restaurants, takeaways in particular, they tend to be cash only. And I'm thinking... What's going on there? Well, no, it's just an... It, I guess it's a whine because it's just annoying now because we've been pushed into everything being cashless, haven't we? You know, obviously the government and banks want you to just use your card for everything so easily, so you don't have any cash. We never have any cash on us, do we? I still remember a time specifically when I was 16 and I worked with Auntie Hazel at the bingo hall. I think I've probably told you about this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I used to work, my first ever job, I worked at a bingo hall and I had to check the numbers. So they'd go, house! And I'd have to run over and I'd have to shout out the numbers to the bingo caller. They relied on you to check the numbers. Who is dyslexic. This is not going to end well. And had a severe stammer at the time. Can you imagine what that would have been like a number nine ended up as a nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine and nine and nine and nine but there was no smoking ban then and honestly the shirt i had to wear it was white and when i came home at night mum will probably be listening to this right now you'd have nicotine on the collar you'd have nicotine uh, yeah. on the sleeves everywhere but anyway I remember specifically at the end of the week being paid in cash. Yeah. And they would give it you in this small little envelope. And then I'd take it home and I'd keep it in a drawer and I'd buy things in cash. You know, why which seems that? like a really weird thing now. I did a paper round when I was at school. and you, But you got more or less money depending on how many leaflets were in the paper, the adverts. So what you had to do was pack the papers one night after school with my friend and then the next night deliver them and they'd give you all the bundles of leaflets and you'd have to sit and put them in every paper and fold up all the papers and if you had loads of leaflets, <coughs> sorry, like eight or nine or something. Eight leaflets? Yeah, you would have loads. In a paper? Yeah. That's a lot of leaflets. You would get loads of money. Imagine the weight. I know. Well, I had to deliver them. You would get loads more in your envelope. And then if you only had two leaflets, you'd get less. And I bet you delivered every single one with a smile. 
<laughs> and you know how we used to deliver them. So my friend's sister was disabled and she had a wheelchair. So one of us had the <laughs> one of us had the actual paper round trolley that they give you. And one of us had the wheelchair. And we used to just stack the wheelchair. Was wheel- she in it? No. <laughs> oh. We used to just stack the wheelchair high with the papers and just push it round. And Good times. were you ever asked where the disabled person is? No. Nobody ever comes and talks to you because when you're delivering papers. Do that would have been my, my immediate question. If some kids <laughs> might turned sight, up might at my front door with a wheelchair full of newspapers, mm. I'd, I'd be thinking, have they evicted that person from the wheelchair just to use it for the papers? It didn't seem strange at the time, though. It does now. But did you always deliver them or did you ever chuck any in the bin? I think I remember once we couldn't work out why we had like about 15 to 20 papers left over at the end of the night. So we just chucked <laughs> them away because you would not have any left. You had the exact amount for the amount of houses you had to do. It must be a lot. So to have 18 inserts in a yeah. newspaper and Isn't what? 18, eight. Right, so so eight, yeah, and you had roughly how many papers? Oh, I don't remember now. Over a hundred? No, not a hundred. Probably about eighty, between fifty and eighty, I think, because it was two rounds combined, and we shared it between us. So it was a lot of houses. And when you got that small little brown envelope with mm. your money in, I think I got about five pounds something. I week. used to love that excitement because then it. It almost felt like you were properly being paid. It was like, well, you were, here's you? your money. It's a shame now for kids now because I don't feel like you can just do jobs like that. Do you know what I mean? Do they have paper rounds still? They probably do, but I always see the parents doing it rather than the kids. Mm. And the thing is that if you can make so much money off vlogging and playing games online, why would you do a paper round? Oh, I don't know. That's was, the thing, isn't it? Because it? it's what ten pounds a day to do a paper round, or you could earn ten thousand pounds a week doing a video on YouTube. Serving you wherever you are. This is Connect Radio. And I wonder how many people listening to this right now have made the transition from the summer duvet to the winter duvet. Oh yeah, that we need. We to haven't do done that. that yet, have we? Well, I'm cold, to be honest, in the night. And you have been, because you you normally sleep, shall we say, for on-air purposes, in the buff. But... Don't give these secrets away. You have been sleeping with a long sleeve top and trousers on, so maybe it's time we put the winter duvet on. And because I haven't left the house in basically three days, I've had the same clothes on for three days. That's gross, isn't it? But I'm ill. That's the thing. See, if... If you're ill, you're still up and about. For me, I just wallow in my slumber. I can't stand that fermenting. You know, like that gross feeling when you're ill and you've been in bed. Uh, I have to just have a shower, don't I, all the time? I enjoy that, see? Because it's almost like I I am properly ill. Look, here to prove it. Smell me. I, I, I hate that. You know when your skin feels sweaty, your face? Because you just haven't had a shower in a few hours. 
in a few hours. I just have to have a shower when I I have to in the morning now get up and have a shower, even if I'm ill. I'm the opposite. Do you remember that time I was in hospital and yeah. literally I didn't leave the bed for about a week? The, that was like an illustration, really, wasn't it? Of like, they, they call it when you work in the hospital, they say like some people just become hospitalised. So rather than some people go to a hospital, they get ill, and then as soon as they can get up and about, they get up, they have a shower if someone has to help them, and they get in the clothes and they start to get better. Some people become hospitalised. So basically, even when they start to feel better, they don't want to get better anymore. They just want to stay in this hospitalised state. That's me. And Definitely. that was you. You, you. I went to visit you. You were still in the gown. I said, why are you still in your gown? I was like, I'm not well. Why haven't you got up and That's had a shower? You can walk. Do you remember those pots around the bed as well? And you'd collected several, what are they called, like... Uh, you're the nurse i don't know what the male version's called but just like a urine them urine banana things because they said to me i needed to keep them there because they were checking the kidneys listen as i was there the male nurse came over and he said you don't need to keep urine anymore mr cottrell why didn't he tell me that three days ago (laughs) because literally i had around his bed on the floor it was like some weird, weird art that exhibition. It. That was it. What you did that was... That was around the bed. Instead of... So you could walk. Bearing in mind, everyone, he had kidney stones, but he was on the mend. He had medication. He could get out of the bed and walk. But instead of walking to the nurse's station and asking the nurse, he buzzed the buzzer to ask the nurse, I've done another wee. Here it is. And the nurse was like, you don't have to keep them anymore. Mr. Cottrell, they told, I couldn't so, have been more embarrassed. If they told me that at the start, I'd have known. But they specifically said, you need to keep them and then we can check that you've passed the thing that you need to pass. But couldn't you just tell them you'd passed it? Like, oh, I've just been to the toilet and it's come out, I think. And they'd be like, oh, great. Because if I missed it, and it, it just went down the pot. There was no reason. Look, I was very, very ill. Doing radio differently. This is Connect Radio. A few messages coming through about my hospitalisation. And it seems to be a lot of wives who are saying, my husband's the exact same. When he went into hospital for a routine procedure, he was bedridden at home for a week after. There's many, many times people do it. And in my job, it gets a bit frustrating because the worst thing you can do in anything that happens to you, not just an injury or having a baby or having an operation, is stay in bed, isn't it? Because the the risk of everything goes up. You don't get better. You just obviously smell. why is it then that traditionally, if you're ill, people always say, get some rest? Rest up. Because resting doesn't mean just lying in your bed and not moving from it <laughs> and not having a shower and not and using a little uh, pot to wee in. You know, you weren't even walking to the toilet. Even old frail people... I was scared pe- to. Even old frail people walk to the toilet, sometimes when they're not supposed to and that's how they fall over. But you just had no desire. And you had clothes, but you're still wearing the gown. The, the gown that... You, because I needed guidance as to 
what the do's <laughs> and don'ts are you in a hospital. Like, if it was me, the first thing that I've done after I've had all three children is get up, have a shower and put my own clothes on straight away. Because nobody wants to wear a hospital gown. But having kids is a little bit easier <gasps> than what I was going through. This this wasn't initially after the kidney stone either. It was like days after it where you were okay. There was no pain. To be honest with you, though, I did did enjoy the sympathy off a few of the nurses there. There was a few that were a little bit sort of aggressive. I'll say aggressive, where it was like, look, get up. Yeah, because you, you were pr- probably, pr- I can imagine, right, this is exactly what he would have been like <laughs> in the middle of the night on that buzzer, dinging it all night long. I was in pain. You were one of those I was people. in pain. That was the first time. The second time I was thirsty. The third time I was bored. Um, the fourth time um, it was to change the TV channel. That's the first hour of the night done. And then from there... I think you were just lonely, weren't you, really? I don't do being ill well, do I? So... I think we've established that. Not just the physicalities of it, but also the fact that if I haven't got routine, I do fall apart. Yeah. So the fact that really, when I'm ill and I'm told to rest, I think that rest means basically, you know, curtains closed... In your bed, in your gown. There can be an element of that. But I think having a shower, getting out of bed and having a shower and sit. So now in the hospital, they'll get you out of bed, won't they? Even if you are really ill, they try and get you out of bed and sit on the the chair. Well... Just good for your mental health, not just lying down. They did try to with me, but I refused completely (laughs) because in my opinion... And what I actually voice to them is, I'm far too ill, I'm afraid, to be sitting there on a chair. Now, please draw those curtains close and leave me be. I'm currently writing my will. At home, at work, and everything in between, this is Connect Radio. Would you like to share how your birthday went? Because you actually got quite a lot of people getting in touch to wish you a happy birthday last week. It's been... I've lost track of the days. Because yeah. I've been so poorly and I've been in my hospital gown in, in bed and weaning those small little pots around the bedroom. But we've had your birthday and we've also had Gabriel's as well. Yeah. A busy week. Um, did you have a good birthday? I had a really good birthday this year. Got loads of uh, presents. And yeah, we went to the Trafford Centre, didn't we? We had a nice day out, the three of us. Nothing to moan about at all about that, me. No. I had a fabulous oh, time. Good. Oh, you weren't ill, you see, then, because I was ill on Sunday and Monday, but because it was my birthday, I just soldiered on. I, well, I say I haven't got anything to moan oh, about. No. I, I have in a way, because it was good. you remember it was a great day. Don't get me wrong, but the flashbacks of my hospital stay. No, <laughs> um, but do you remember we purposely went there because we wanted to eat at the restaurant that we ate at? last time and it was fabulous the food was absolutely brilliant we went there it wasn't quite as good it it was a bit of a letdown main the main reason was the waitress i think was probably quite new that's all i'm gonna say on that and then yeah it, it wasn't quite as nice as normal but it was still nice though it was good 
the waitress was just a, a bit confused. I think we come. I think what happened was I confused it because rather than order one meal, I ordered several small meals. So when she came to ask me what I wanted, I said quite a lot of things in one go. When it arrived, though, we thought, wow, we didn't realise the portions had gone that big because normally portion sizes shrink. Well, it's... it's but it was massive. Yeah, it was nice. And you also, I mean, your husband really did push the boat out, didn't he? I had a lot. I have been spoiled this year, yeah. It's been nice. Come on. <laughs> well, do you want me to list everything you bought me? Or? Yes, please, if you would be, yeah. <laughs> Just and then everybody knows how much of a well, generous husband I am. We bought quite a lot of things at the Trafford Centre, didn't we? And then we're off to the spa. Yeah. Next week. Now, that is um, a local shop in the north, which if you haven't heard <laughs> of spa, then they do a brilliant um, two-for-one pizza deal. So really looking forward to that. Um, but just to pay off, all this debt that I've accumulated because of being so generous. If you want any voiceover work doing, then do let me know. I can do romantic. I can do angry. In fact, give but us a few lines angry now. Angry is probably the main one. So give say. us a line and I could um, act it out for you and do angry. Say, I'm a really grumpy man today. I'm a really grumpy man today. <laughs> Why did you any more i can do say romantic. that but in a romantic way i'm a really angry man today i'm a really angry man today <laughs> that doesn't sound romantic. <laughs> i'm that a really jolly. okay i'm a i'm a really angry man today <laughs> that's, mm. not, that's not romantic either that sounds like um a dirty phone call ross kemp ross kemp I'm going to go to Iraq and do a documentary. Mm. <laughs> he has to end everything on a growl, Ross Kemp. But a good birthday had. Yeah. And today, in fact, this will be interesting because we're celebrating Gabriel's birthday. We're having friends around. Yeah. And as it stands right now, we've not got any food, have we? No. Nothing. We've got well, the we've cake got sorted. Cakes. We've got cakes. We've got cakes. We've got all the other bits and pieces done. But we have got guests coming round, and we ain't got no food. Across the UK, this is Connect Radio. Well, that's it from us. Oh. It's been. This has been almost therapy for me. I think for this you because it has, yeah. I do feel a lot better. Really? I came on at ten o'clock, and honestly, I could have fought a lion. I was so angry. I was so annoyed with just situations happening and that kind of thing. But now I finish at 12 o'clock and I feel ready for the day. Good. I've even changed my hospital gown. I'm not wearing that now. <laughs> You've changed out of your pyjamas. And I've emptied all those pots around the bed. Ugh. And I'm ready to go. So we will be back next week when we do this show here. And if you would like to download our podcast, the His and Hers podcast, then take a look, be sure to subscribe, and you can get the highlights. That's it from us. Thank you very much for your company. Take care, and God bless. Bye. <laughs>